everyone, it's Trang here and welcome to my podcast, Tape This, where I interview local artists and learn more about them. Today I have Kenna and Sean of Goisagi with me, and Goisagi is a Japanese taiko ensemble here in DFW. Thank you all so much for uh, taking the time to come out and be on the show with me today. Yeah, thank you. Of we course. appreciate it. How's y'all's week going so far? I'm quite busy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, you know, Sean and I are, are both educators, so um, this is go week for yeah, us. Yeah, y'all can yeah. Yeah. going. Yeah, so we, we have lots of uh, stuff to play out on the Taiko this Sunday when we practice. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank y'all for your, your services, because I know over the past couple years, it's probably been super hectic. So thank y'all Very. for everything you do. You're yeah, well, let's go ahead and get started. Yeah, um, so I know, um, you know, we, we've not met in person, so this is the first time we're actually meeting. Mm-hmm. Really pleasure to meet you. I know you've done a lot of work all throughout DFW and with some local artists as well. Um, can y'all go ahead and, you know, tell us what, what Taiko is? And it comes back to me. <laughs> um, all right, so um, a Taiko ensemble, most of the time people think of, of anywhere from eight to 20 people all playing different types of drums. Um, it's broken down to three or four different sizes of drums, Shimeraiko being the smallest ones that are rope tensioned, uh, medium chudaiko, which have uh, bio, so the, the heads are tacked on, and then larger drums called odaiko, and then all kinds of other metal percussion, narimono. Um, a lot of, I, I, I tend to differentiate because um, a lot of people will introduce taiko groups as being traditional Japanese drum ensembles, mm-hmm. which is not a thing. It's, there's, it's, taiko was born maybe 70 years ago, as people understand it today. It grows out of um, a lot of different aspects of Japanese culture, uh, from minyo, which is folk music, to um, Shinto and Buddhist ritual. Right, and and the taiko that's involved there is not musical. It's, I mean, it's the difference in going to a concert to going to church. I mean, it really is part of the ritual practice. It's not something you go to just get entertained by, right? Gotcha. Um, and then you have things like kabuki and no theater, which are highly stylized, and the percussion there is often. Um, the rhythms represent different types of animals or insects or different uh they can represent wind blowing they can represent waves on the beach snow falling rain all of those things um and there's just so to kind of get out there and introduce us as a traditional taiko group like i don't i don't know what that is (laughs) so so usually usually what people think of when they when they think of taiko or they see kodo or they 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 see you know big name groups and stuff like that is is what's called kumi daiko which is an ensemble performance okay yeah usually involves a lot of choreography um a lot of motion and then you know different lines of people playing different rhythms okay so what y'all do is does involve a lot of choreography mm-hmm. can you kind of um explain and talk about how you how that's unique and what kind of choreography um well you know first uh, i want to make sure that that we've mentioned that all of uh goisagi's music is originally composed oh. uh taiko pieces and when it comes to taiko, the visuals or the choreography are actually part of the song. And it keeps you in beat and it keeps you flowing along with the rhythms that are being played. Um, so we do everything from stick flips to uh, big arm swings that, that add some visual, add imagery to mm-hmm. the music. Um, to almost like a Wonder Woman lasso swing okay. above our head. <laughs> but, but it's all part 
of the song and it's so much so that um, it's kind of composed with that in mind to where um, well, like the first time we recorded uh, it was a teeny little studio <laughs> and we didn't there was only three of us at the time too so that I'll tell you how teeny it was it was three of us and it was so teeny that even with the three of us there was no room for the arm movements <laughs> that go with the song to where it just it threw us to not be able to, mm-hmm. to flip the stick and to swing our arm around and it, it was almost like we weren't still playing the song Got it. <laughs> um, so it's it helps measure and fill the spaces between the beats which really is part of the music the feeling that goes along with a song um, even the rests are part of the song okay so the choreography it, it adds that to wow. it as well so part storytelling as well so. yeah I love that I love that so what all does it take um, I know you mentioned already Sean like the different types of drums and everything and y'all have mentioned you know the different choreography what um is there anything else that um kind of brings that whole ensemble together in terms of how like <laughs> other material or equipment or um, oh, you know, oh, skills. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what does it take to bring a group together? Um, so we, I mean, we knew each other previously from other Taiko experiences okay. as, as well as a couple of our other members. Um, but I found myself in a situation where I didn't have equipment. Mm-hmm. I had purchased, I think, when I was in other groups, I had purchased three Taiko. One small, like one Shima Taiko, one Chu Taiko, one Old Taiko. So three different sizes. Um, with the full intent on forming my own group one day. Uh, and then once we started, I realized, I, you know, if it goes anywhere, I'm going to need a lot more equipment. So I had to teach myself how to, how to make Taiko and, and what other equipment to buy and how to build stands and make sure that you could actually stand at them, you know, with them being relatively the right height. There's a couple that have some issues right now, but, um, yeah, it takes quite a bit of equipment. Um, and as much as I would love to have a deep enough pocketbook to buy, you know, 100%, from Japan, authentic taiko made in traditional methods. I, you've got to have some deep pocket books for that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, because a chudaiko, on average, will run three to four thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Oh my um, And they're big too, so you got to have also a lot of space. Right. <laughs> and a trailer, which I also had to buy. You know, wow. so. <laughs> um, so it becomes. Um, it's it's a lot to develop. It's a lot to bring together. It's taken. We started in 13, 2013. Okay, wow. So just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some some kind of weird moments in there, job wise, that kind of kept me from being able to do mm-hmm. what we really wanted to do. But um, it's taken that many years to get all the equipment that we have. Wow. Yeah. Um, in terms of players, yeah, it's taken uh, it's taken that many years to develop who we are today Mm -hmm. too because you know at the time when there were two of us you play a song differently when Mm -hmm. it's two of us Mm -hmm. and we still play a lot of those same pieces but those pieces were some of them were still in development or there were pieces we added more parts to or changed more parts to or grew as the group grew Um, and then we gained when we gained other members we also gained other skill sets Um, so Jay for example is the only one of us who plays the fue which is really eye-catching and ear-catching to the audience. What is that? Um, it's yeah, oh, it's a, oh, okay. a wooden flute, and he plays cool. it beautifully. But you know that added a whole new level of sound to some of the songs. And so you know every member we've we've taken on, we've kind of 
they've added to the sound and added to the spirit to where where we are now is more of a, a complete circle you know um duet or even a quartet like we were for a while is still not the same as having being able to add all those other layers that we can add now and all these other instruments and little details that there just weren't enough people to add before um and even when we're not adding those layers you know we're adding our voice voice is a big part of typo too because you're kind of cheering each other on as you go and rooting for each other um which brings that that joyfulness to most of it i know like a lot of it is really fierce and that's one thing we've been working on is not being as fierce (laughs) we look kind of fierce sometimes so we're working on like okay kind of be more calm and and peaceful looking or well we're calm and peaceful too but i mean more of like bringing out the joy even through the intensity bringing the joy of it out not just not just fierce all the time yeah (laughs) and with more people you know you share you share that responsibility Uh and that energy and so it helps bring that out wow so i know right now you mentioned um that y'all have eight people currently is that is that correct in y'all's group yes yes Eight, eight total members but it started with the two of you back in 2013. So, uh, tell us a little bit about how you know y'all got interested in in Tyco and and all of this and how that happened. Um, from the beginning, like the first time. You want the beginning, beginning? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. That's the middle. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, I, a lot of us, not everyone in the group, but most of us have a percussion background, which oh, okay. stems from school. Got so, it, like, I was in high school drumline. That's so cool. I started band when I was like 14. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we developed a lot of those basic skills, some of which translate over and some of which you have to unlearn. It's a totally different style Western to to Taiko. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, a lot of those basics really, it's a great foundation to become a really good Taiko player. Um, So I just had a percussion background. So when I moved to Dallas, I was volunteering with Japan America Society. And somebody was recruiting for a taiko group, and I thought, well, that sounds fun. So um, through the experience with that group, I built, you know, my basic level of taiko skills. And when I got to a point where I needed to grow in a different direction, um, he was already (laughs) forming a different direction. Um, And so each of us kind of has our own reason that we that we ended up in the group Mm -hmm. um but a lot of us kind of started off on the same path you know just really having that love for percussion and for drums and and for noise yeah (laughs) and and until we sound yes it's good noise yeah (laughs) well that's really cool um so what what about the like um was there anything specifically about like the japanese culture that also inspired y'all to get into taiko uh yeah, since since high school, um, I've been interested in, in the culture. I mean, first, you know, as a kind of a dumb high school kid, just being <laughs> interested in samurai and okay. and the you know attached bushido and kind of what you know gets sold pop culturally through that, uh, and then into actually Zen Buddhism mm-hmm. um, for a. a certain amount of time it wasn't very long I'm not particularly religious so um but studying that uh and then my my actual background my degrees are in art um so one of the big breakthrough moments for me in in art making and sculpture and painting was 
um, in, in the modernist movement uh, in the early 1900s, mid 1900s, like it was this explosion of, of like really paying attention to these different theories. And one of the theories that got got a lot of attention was Zen Buddhism. You know, as it was as it was kind of first arriving in America. Um, into the popular, you know, mythos. It, it, you know, obviously it, it had come over with Japanese Americans much earlier than that, but um, it didn't really, you know, catch fire with the rest of America until later. Um, but it tied into to uh, certain painting methods, and so that like okay. really just lit me up. Um, and I had started playing drums in 2016. Uh, after trying guitar and bass and being like, well, this is not really what I actually like. Um, so my dad was a percussionist in um, the Air Force Band. And so uh, there was a drum set in the garage, and that's what I started with. And then in 2001, no, God, no earlier than that. No, in like 1997. Yeah, this is like in high school. My, my friend Matt is like, hey, dude, you need to listen to this CD. And it's, it's Kodo, which is like, you know is the premier taiko group um, out of Sado Island in uh, Niigata. Um, And I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is also like long before YouTube, you know, like the internet was still fledgling. Um, So you couldn't really see videos of these things, right? Um, But I saw pictures and I was like, this is insane. Like what, what what is happening in this, right? And I think there may have been some video out there, but nothing like really major. Um... And so I actually got to see them in 2001, wow. and it just destroyed me. I mean, like, I, I, like all of my expectations for sound went, like, just were done, right? And I decided at that point I, w- I was going to play taiko. Um, and then I came up here in 04 to go to graduate school for sculpture, and there was Dondoko Taiko, Fort Worth, you know? And it was like, okay, I'm in. And I just, like, marched up after the show, and I was like, I want to join your group. And they're like, oh, uh, okay, that's great. They're always taking members, right? Um, but they were like, oh, yeah, you're in, you know? Because I went up there and started banging around because I've been a, you know, crappy, you know, kit percussionist for a long time. But, yeah, so that's how I got in. I don't remember the original question now. <laughs> yeah, it was, my question was just kind of how y'all two met and formed, but well, <laughs> so yeah, so we so we arrived, yeah. So interest in Japan, yeah. So it just kind of evolved, I think, uh, you know, organically like life does. Mm-hmm. But um, she joined Dallas Kiari in Dallas, obviously, um, and I joined Dondoko here in here. I'm sorry, in Fort Worth, um, and then man, I. I the group fell into my lap after like a year and a half. Like, here, you are in charge of this now. And it was like, okay, um, I'm an idiot. I'll do that. Uh, and I was very gung-ho about Taiko, very gung-ho. So, like, I would watch every video I could watch on YouTube at that point in time and just practice all the time that I could practice. And so it fell into my lap. Um, stepping into that teaching role kind of takes away your ability to actually kind of like just play for yourself mm-hmm. you know and so I joined Kiari and that's where we met mm-hmm. so I played in both groups oh wow uh, yeah wow. and for the most part at that point in time neither of the groups was gigging enough that like there was a lot of overlap I think it was like once where I was like I'm gonna pick one um but then I went to Hawaii to train Taiko out there and then came back and was like I have to do my own thing now because wow. yeah, it's kind of hard to, I don't know, I just had all these ideas that had to happen. And so yeah. I started building and started writing and 
Yep. That is so neat. I love that y'all are so like that it's ingrained in y'all. You know, it sounds like Tycho is definitely a, a huge part of y'all's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Before I had my my daughter, uh, that was the drum room. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> it was actually I actually on Google Maps. <laughs> if you look oh, in Fort cool. Worth, there's a Tycho the Tycho room, that's which funny. is like literally like Your in house. the house. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> That's so funny. No, so can room. you can y'all share? Um, I guess kind of can you share the different roles everyone plays within the ensemble? Like um, even on the administrative side, you know, what does everyone mm. do as you know the eight of y'all? Okay, well, I mean, musically, the intention is for us to all be able to interchange and switch out amongst the parts. Okay. Um, so we're all, you know, if we started learning one part, then we're going to work on learning the other part to where you know we can switch it up as much as possible. Um, that varies for everybody depending on how long they've been with us and where they're at musically. Um, but interestingly, everybody does kind of have a different strength when they come to us outside of the music that has served us so perfectly. (laughs) You know, Sean is, yeah, he has, you know, a very, very interesting background, uh, coming from the art world and, you know, he's a great songwriter, he's a builder, um, so he brings that to us. Um, me, well, I, I talk to people <laughs> and I look for opportunities and gigs for mm-hmm. us. And I, I have a little bit of a PR background because oh. I, I'm a children's author too. Mm-hmm. So I was already used to reaching out to people mm-hmm. and looking for opportunities and, um, and connecting people and writing up and finding ways to get our name out there. Mm-hmm. So I've been really, really pushing for what we need to do to get our name out there, to get some videos made for us to make some recordings mm-hmm. um, to be as bold as to say, let's apply for South by Southwest yes. and what the heck, let's and see what happens. We did. <laughs> That's awesome. We did. That's amazing, y'all. That was our <laughs> South by Southwest premiere in March. <laughs> That's amazing. Nudge, nudge. Um, But everybody kind of brings something different. Like Chris, um, she has an engineering background, and she's really good at making merch. So she's able to use wood cutter. She she makes everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) merch-wise. And um, Jay is actually um, a musical. Well, he can make sounds. So when we recorded this last time, Jay was actually our main. Yeah. (laughs) Jay did the recording and mixed everything for us. And even our, that's the four, you know, core members, but the newer members we've brought in also have come in with great skills. We have a member who does a lot of um, festival organizing, mm-hmm. and so she's become our equipment manager really quick, and um, it's real quick to tell us we're doing it wrong, <laughs> because we are. Um, so, <laughs> so we need her. Like, yeah, she's, she's really facilitated um, a lot of the loading and, and working with the trailer. Mm-hmm. So, just, you know, everybody who's come on since we come from such different walks of life has had something that's really, really helped us move forward. And I feel like we're in a really good place now because all of those, those gaps are kind of filled. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So when did y'all officially form um, as the eight piece? So when did everyone come on? Oh, that's that's very recent. Oh, very um, recent. It okay. was, we were the fab four for several years. Okay. Um, and then all of a sudden just, Boom. <laughs> yeah, we did a. Um, <clears throat> we. Uh, I used to perform with Don Doko, and at Fort in Fort Worth, uh, there's the. Um, there's the Japanese Spring Festival and Fall Festival, Akimatsuri, mm-hmm. um, and so I used to perform with them like twice a year out there, and then you know kind of 
went to Hawaii, came back, and then we finally got this group, Goisagi got in there, and so we're performing there, and I think that was like, I think, I think it was the second performance there that like all of a sudden, like we started seeing a lot of return people coming, and then, uh, so, it, you know, growth is generally really organic, um, we've managed to keep every single person that's joined the group in the past three years. Yeah, um, it helps that we play outside in the park. <laughs> like regardless of rain or 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 so. or 110 That's degree cool. weather, yeah, yeah, it's really it's nuts. Um, Is there like an, a uniform that y'all wear? Like y'all always wear the um, I don't know what it's called the outfit, the uniform for performance for performance, for performance only. Uh, for practice, we don't we don't mm-hmm. want to mess it like get it get it dirty mm-hmm. like <clears throat> because because of the way it's constructed, we don't mm-hmm. like. Uh, the more you wash it, the quicker it fades, oh, okay. you know, right? Um, so when it comes to practice, it's used pretty much what I'm wearing right now. Is For me, it's jeans and a t-shirt. Um, you'll never get me out of jeans. Uh, but, like, pulling the members in uh, has also... I mean, that's happened organically, but aside from their... They're kind of like, like, Mayuri helps with logistics, um, you know, kind of getting everything organized. She kind of, like, keeps poking me in the ribs about, like, getting our paperwork in order. Okay. Just Good. so, our, our, yeah. even our internal communication, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, Katie and, um, and Fallon are also both uh, collegiate percussionists. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's huge. Yeah. Like, it's really, it's, it's very difficult to, like, go and find people who have classical training in percussion and like did drumline in DCI and stuff like that so it's like yeah it's that's a big deal um and so that's kind of accelerated us forward as well because yeah it, we weren't necessarily starting from scratch because in in a lot of cases people come up and be like oh this is really great I'd like to do this and then they kind of Wow, that's that's really intense. Yeah, <laughs> and if yeah, if they don't have a musical background, then yeah, it can yeah, be really tough for them. Definitely, right. definitely. Um, you asked about the performance uniform. Mm-hmm. So we do have an official one. That's usually what if you see pictures. That's mm-hmm. we pretty much are always wearing that one. We're working on getting a summer uniform okay. because yeah. uh, light, lightweight. Yes, because when we have is so not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we all wear black mm-hmm. pants and tabi, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a traditional Japanese work shoe. It's mm-hmm. got the little. People call it a Ninja Turtle shoe, which it's not. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, uh, And then we have a hoppy coat. Um, In our case, it's got a yellow and black, really beautiful uh, water-related design. And then we wear an obi, which is a belt that you tie around it, and a hachimaki, which is kind of like a a headband Mm -hmm. you twist around. Okay. Um, Oh, and the teko, which are wrist coverings. Oh. <laughs> what the right word is in English? Uh, it's, I mean, <laughs> like wrist cuffs. It's 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 a it's a bracer. Mm. Technically, mm. it's oh, a bracer. Okay. It's, it used to be yes. Used to be part of armor. Mm. Yeah. It's just, now yes. it's obviously not because it's just right. like it's basically a sweatband. But mm-hmm. it's it's not a sweatband like like Western sweatband. You know, you put the 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 thing you put on your head to play mm-hmm. tennis or whatever. It's not that material. It's mm-hmm. like it's a very specific design and yes. everything, but it's designed to. To brace your wrist and then you know keep all the sweat from running down yeah. to your, to your hand. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So with um with the like the group and everything, um, like what are y'all's you know, what are y'all wanting to do with the group? 
That's that's a <laughs> great question um, because since there's so many of us, yeah. I'm sure we all have individual goals that we're working towards. Um, I think the main push right now is, um, you know, we've started to really gain some speed with some of our, uh, our gigs or our performances. Mm -hmm. Um, so we want to do more of those gigs, more Mm -hmm. travel, more wider audiences, more varied audiences, even people who haven't heard Tycho before Mm -hmm. to kind of break down some of those barriers. Mm -hmm. Um, so we definitely want to enhance our performance to get um, just past where we've been. You know, um, we've worked really hard to get up to to that. So yeah. uh, we're trying to push in that direction. It's sometimes hard with everybody's work schedules right. to yeah. see what what is available, what can we do in that way. Um, but I think we're ready for it. And now that we released our EP in April. Mm-hmm. Um, that was our first EP together. So that's another big milestone yeah, for us. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, it's called um, A Light. It's on all the streaming platforms. And then we also have it in CD for people who are cool like us that have CDs in the car. Remember what a CD is. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, you know, just within this past year, you know, we played South by in March. And then in April, the EP was released. So these have all been milestones that have been happening Mm -hmm. kind of all at once. And I think we're just ready to ride the wave and see where it can take us. Exactly. So coming up, you know, I think for sure we want to record more, Mm -hmm. but we also want to play bigger stages Mm -hmm. that are going to take it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, so March and April, like February, March and April this past year were kind of insane. Um, (laughs) Like it seems that uh, DFW has kind of, stepped up and and like there's been this kind of like uh, I don't know just a burgeoning need mm-hmm. for Tycho performances mm-hmm. right. um, and so I mean I'm not even talking about our group mm-hmm. either I'm like all the all there's only three groups here right Dondoko, Kiari okay. and Goisagi um, and it's gotten to the point like where I think every month it looks like all of us are performing somewhere wow, yeah cool. but for like February through through March for us it was every single weekend and in January we were out in Midland oh, okay. yeah um, wow. yeah and it was just like you know we got asked to go to Houston do all these things so we're like we're, we're getting yeah we are kind of riding that wave we're like there was so much at once it was like i stopped thinking about well what do we want to do next because it was just like hey we're doing this next yeah. come on we're doing this next wow. like email after email yeah mm-hmm. wow. yeah y'all were really really busy really busy yeah so <laughs> so june we kind of like looked at sideways like oh man okay we're not doing anything in june so we just yeah. took a, we took a break, break. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well and two like <clears throat> you get sort of stuck like sort of performing pretty much the same same routine or the same set and so I mean, those performances are good because it's like martial arts competitions. You can mm-hmm. practice martial arts all you want in your backyard, but until you do a competition, you don't really know what you're doing, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of performances can be really good, but then also uh, if there's not that time for reflection as a team, then you, you start to lose you start to lose sight of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we took a break, and we're starting to ramp up again. Mm-hmm. Uh we had a whole slew of, hey, come do this. And it was like, uh, okay. And then some of it kind of fell apart. Um, but then, yeah, it looks like here in the next couple months, we'll be back to being pretty darn busy. Um, but one of the, to kind of talk about some of the things that I, I've done in the past that I, that I want to do again. Um, one of the former groups that I was in got asked to do a performance at a, I think, 
I don't really know how else to say this, but like a halfway house for kids with, uh, uh, kids with, I guess, kids who were emotionally disturbed, oh. right? So, like, they, some mental health issues. yeah, some very serious mental health issues where they couldn't be alone, they couldn't live with their family, they, they have to have, like, a very, very structured life. Um, and I managed to take a few members from the other group and go and do that. Uh, and that was, uh, daunting in a lot of ways. Like, it's just like a lot to walk into, not really kind of understanding. So, and I was a kind of a young teacher at that point in time, right? So I didn't, so this made everything that I saw in the classroom, like pale in comparison. Like it was just, it was really different. Um, but to be able to do things like that, to, um, Chris asked a couple weeks ago, Hey, do you want to do, uh, you want to do a pride festival mm-hmm. and I was and I was like yep we should do a pride festival um so you know like you know talking about voice and stuff like that uh, in Tyco like all of the members get a say in what we do if there's something I, I don't know what it would be but if there was something that we, <laughs> we were talking about performing at where somebody was uncomfortable with it then we're not going to do it right mm-hmm. yeah. but um also like we really really try to listen to each other and figure out like where we want to go what we want to do with this because it's yeah, I'm the artistic director and I write and choreograph thus far pretty much everything. Um, but it's, it, Tycho's all about team. It's all about, you know, yeah, the community that you build, not only within your group, but like how you connect to other parts of the community. Um, and so like going out and trying to find new places to perform. I mean, we've done bars South by Southwest. Um, we've done... Oh, yeah. I always forget about that. Yeah. Yeah, we played at the uh, the Allen Rangers, right? It was Allen All-Stars. Oh, All-Stars. Yeah, I don't think it was the Rangers. Oh yeah, they actually cool. rolled us out on the ice. Yeah, it's kind of wild. It's <clears throat> actually really, really cool. Yeah, so... But yeah, there's a lot of things I'd like to add because community, community is really quintessential to Tycho because Tycho that the people see grew out of uh, you know post-World War II Japan and then Japanese Americans trying to to stay tied to their culture here in America and you know it, it's taken a lot of turns and stuff like that and it's incorporated jazz improvisation you know a bunch of other stuff but like it's always been about bringing community together and like raising an awareness of, of roots and just you know community building yeah i love that i love that um i've meant to ask if, if y'all don't mind um answering here what what is the name of y'all's group what does that mean is there a meaning behind it microphone back uh god yeah so i can spin a yarn right so in 20 i didn't know what to call us at first so like we started in 2013 we started you know meeting up and writing stuff um in 2013 and some short time after that, uh, I was driving home one day and got a phone call from my wife. Like, hey, there's a hurt bird in the neighborhood. Meet us over at such and such. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll do that. Um, get there and there's this um, yellow-crowned night heron with a broken wing, right? And so... We all get it kind of cornered because it can't fly away, and we get it into a, a crate. And long story short, bring it over to the Dallas um, Bird Sanctuary. I think is, is what it's called. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh-huh. and um, and so you know they fixed it up, healed it, and it, it went away. I happen to live 
like right off the Trinity River in Fort Worth, like okay. one of the branches, right? And so, um, naming traditions in 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 Tycho and in and Tycho pieces generally revolve around nature and and experiences in nature. And so, Goisagi actually means night heron. Um, that, as best as I could tell when I researched it, that's what it meant, right? It does. Um, it's it's a little iffy though because technically, <clears throat> the the taxonomical name for a night heron, like the specific night heron that I found that lives in Japan, is you know whatever you know night heron is and this but the species name is guisagi oh, okay. and so sagi happens to mean um a specific type of bird and so the guisagi is actually the night heron Got it. um but you know pulling something that is specific to the vernacular where i'm from and where i was writing music and where the taiko room was at the time <laughs> uh that was that seemed really really good and so i mean you know the trinity river flows through all of DFW, right? It branches out, goes all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've seen those herons and the bigger blue herons like all over the place. But um, yeah, so that's why I did it. Okay. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Kenna, if you don't mind answering, um, what what would you say makes y'all's group different from the other Taiko groups in DFW? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to spin it a positive way, of course, but I, I do believe, correct me if I'm wrong, that we are the only vocal group whose music is entirely originally composed. Okay. Oh, yes. Am I wrong? About, okay. Yeah, that's okay. Amazing. And that that was a big deal for us because you know, as musicians and artists and if, as creatives ourselves, you know, it's important to give credit where credit is due. Um, and when you play someone's music without giving that credit, or you know, without giving it the the proper respect that it deserves you know you have kind of an internal conflict so um that was something really important that we wanted to to make 100 percent sure that our our group did 100 percent all the time we're not covering anything we're not throwing in anybody else's anything it's all originally from the group um so i really think that makes us quite unique in that way because you're not going to hear our songs played by anybody else anywhere except for us nor will you hear us playing anybody else's music Um, we also, uh, so I, I think that's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also really bring, um, a different energy. Like every group kind of has its own feel. Some are very much Matsuri or festival based and it's, you know, just happy fun, but not maybe as technical as other groups might be. And maybe some are all about the technicalities, but they're not having much fun. And I think we... We have enough variety in our music to where we have some that's just pounding and powerful and you know, you can feel the energy coming towards mm-hmm. you and then we have pieces that are that are happy and then that are flowy and interesting, but it, in a way it's just it's captivating because you wanna know what happens next. Mm-hmm. Each of the pieces also is kind of um, like a story because of the name based on on a bird we've got a lot of imagery in the music so if you're watching really closely you'll notice um, like in arise some of the arm swings that come out our fingers are extended like the feathers as the bird opens its wings oh, wow. so everything has kind of a backstory or back meaning mm-hmm. to it um, might not be obvious to everybody watching mm-hmm. um, 
you know, the first time around, but each of the pieces really does have its own story. And I think really the, the other thing that sets us apart is we're not trying to play the same places every year and just be the traditional or, you know, for lack of a better word, yeah, traditional yeah. routine group. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. In fact, we want to play everywhere, especially the places where you wouldn't expect Tycho mm-hmm. to be. Um, because then we're bringing Tycho and our love for Tycho and our dedication to it to different audiences mm-hmm. to help bring them in and make them fans of Tycho mm-hmm. and love it as much as we do. And you're not going to do that if you're playing, it's like preaching to the crowd. You're, mm-hmm. you're playing for the people who already know and love it. Mm-hmm but you've still got to go reach and make new members of that community come towards you. And so that's why we've looked at and asked for and accepted gigs that, you know, you might not expect us to be at. We played at top, yeah, yeah, like at the bar, at top 10 records. We've played there twice. I think twice, yeah, at least twice. Um, You know, the ice hockey thing. We we like playing places you wouldn't expect yeah, us to play cool. because we we want to expand the right. community of Tycho and I think that's something that we really make it a, a mission to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, to, not to like step on anything that you were saying. Um, so yeah, we, we do play. It's all original. It's everything that I've, I've, I've written. Um, <clears throat> we're working on I always want my players to write stuff, right? There's a lot of solos that occur, and obviously, like, they're solos. You know, the player composes it, figures out what they want to do with it on their own. Uh, okay, on their own. It, it come, This voice stems from them, but, you know, we're working as a, as a team. Um, but I want them to, and, and, I, and I poke them every once in a while. I'm like, hey, you know, Jay, you play Fue. You should write a Fue-centered piece. We can add accompaniment to it, or you write it out. But, you know, I want you to do that. Uh, Ken is working on a piece. Um, yeah. Uh, but to kind of, to go back on, to kind of touch on two things, um, we don't want, I don't want, we don't want it to sound like, you know, the other groups just, you know, are copying other people's stuff. That's not really, that's not what it, because they, they do it, they do their best to, to give it justice, right? Um, but there are some pieces out there that, that big name groups play that are written by very specific people who are actually not part of those groups and those those pieces were written for that group so like so to go out and play certain pieces is is you know we as as artists ourselves it just didn't it didn't feel right mm-hmm. um so the other thing that I wanted to say was, oh yeah, so we we only right now we only play pieces that are ours, right? But um, initially, I didn't want to play anybody else's music, and that mm-hmm. sounds really arrogant. Uh, but I also I didn't want to do it because I I didn't want to play the music from the other groups that are here because I didn't think that that's that's not right, right? I don't want to be like, well, I know all of their repertoires, so let's just go play that. Then yeah. you, then you are stealing, gotcha. right? Um, but there are pieces like uh, Hiryu Sandangeishi that is was written by um, uh, uh, Grand Grandmaster uh, uh, Daihachi, Daihachi Oguchi, okay, and he passed away. Um, and so every year they they do a, a video performance and like clip them all together and do this big thing to celebrate uh, who is like the father of Taiko in in North America and in in a lot of parts of Japan. Um, and so. 
I want us to learn that because that's a piece that the community has said, hey, everybody should learn this so that there's something that we can all do when we get together. And there are other pieces like that. And those things have the okay. They're, you know, they're greenlit to be, um, to be copyleft or open source or whatever. So you can do, you can take the piece and either, if it's very simple or Matsuri-like, like festival music-like, you can kind of rearrange it to fit your own needs or your own, uh, your own stylizations or... You know, those pieces are just out there so that when you do meet other groups, you know, uh, you are able to play things with them. It's like, hey, do you know, you know, do you... My mind's blanking. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, are there pieces yeah. that you know that you can perform, play with us? You know, go on stage. Yeah, come on up, you know, that, yeah. that sort of thing. There's a movement right now to kind of create... It's like... You know, like you said, there's three groups here locally, mm -hmm. and we don't do a whole lot together because we're trying to respect each other's place. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, we're obviously not trying to compete for performances mm -hmm. with people who would normally play that gig because that's disrespectful. Um, but it's felt very separate for a while. Um, and because we all love the same style of music, we want to create kind of community. So recently there's been an effort to kind of figure out what is it we can do together that benefits everybody and strengthens that, that community in the area. So TBD on a lot of that, but, um, yeah, a lot of it is out of just basically respect yeah. as artists. Yeah, well, thank y'all for sharing that both with me. Um, I really loved, you know, kind of when you had mentioned uh, the story, you know, Sean, you mentioned uh, the story about how Goisagi became about as far as the name. And then y'all stopped mentioning, like, I haven't seen y'all, you know, perform live yet. But I loved when you were talking about how, you know, you would move your arms up like the, the bird, the wing of a bird. That really reminds me a lot because I was in marching band. It really does remind me a lot of like, um, you know, Pitt and Drumline, or I guess Drumline was on the field, but like Pitt didn't really get to do much. They were just kind of standing yeah. there. So it's kind of cool <laughs> to imagine like y'all are bringing like the, like the band, um, the marching band aspect to Pitt in a sense. That's so funny that you say that because I, I hadn't thought about it that way before because yeah. I was in drumline. I was mm -hmm. in marching band. Yeah. And you're Where right. You, yeah. We, did you play snare? Yeah. Oh, I started cool. on bass drum uh, yeah. my first years and then okay. I went to snare. So That's you're right. Cool. Like we got to move around yeah. and, you know, show off and be the stars. Mm -hmm. And then the pit just got to stay there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's I like that. I like yeah. how you put that. I think that's there's a lot of members of the pit who are like, yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really like, want to carry this merch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, let's take a short break here real quick, y'all, and then we're going to come back, and I want to talk more about um, the different venues that y'all played at and, you know, what other venues that y'all are interested in playing at. Be right back, y'all. Alright y'all, so we are back here with Goy Sagi. We have Kenna and Sean, and we were just talking about um, how they came about as is their name, which I thought was really cool. Um, next I want to talk to y'all about honestly the um, you know your goals. I know you already mentioned that um, as an eight-piece group you probably have different goals, but definitely just going out and performing at as many venues mm. as, as possible to spread Taiko everywhere. Um, where where do y'all where where would you say that y'all hope to be in the next five years? Oh, yeah, that was, that's 
a good one. I, I would kind of like us to receive opportunities that are recognized widely in the city or just in general as artistic performances, like being part of a stage play, for example, or I, I think it'd be incredible to perform, you know, at the Windspear Opera House, for example, mm-hmm. to be part of a big stage musical oh, yeah. performance. Mm-hmm. Um, I would kind of, I know that's maybe a one-time thing or a seasonal thing, but I think that would be an opportunity we could all learn and grow from. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be great. I personally would like us to travel a little bit, hint, mm-hmm. hint, anyone <laughs> in other cities, <laughs> bring us there. Yeah, Yes, <laughs> one. <laughs> we broke the ice. So, yeah, cool. um, you know, to, exactly, to, to reach out a little further um, and see what happens. But definitely some some really powerfully viewed stages, I mm. think, would be something I would like us to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that actually has been something that I've thought about before, Um to accompany other other types of, of music or performance on stage, um, I like performing out there uh, as celebration. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> if we can become part of you know some of the pride festivals in and around the area, that's that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, performing at schools, uh, we've we've done that just <laughs> at at our own schools um cool. yeah you know mm. yeah but yeah that's true too is a uh, workshop style is actually like let kids kids mm. play i actually i'm gonna try again this year uh <laughs> try to start a taiko club at my school cool. um since all the equipment goes home with me mm. uh <laughs> and gets stored at my place <clears throat> um yeah so um trying to start that again uh but i don't you know i don't like I said, like we've been riding this like this wave a bit, so I kind of kind of shelved like what I'm really, really trying to do. Mm-hmm. But also like as somebody who's in charge of you know whether or not everybody's playing my music correctly, you know that's kind of on Sundays. That's my my primary concern is like, hey, are we doing this right? You know, <laughs> are we bringing the right energy to this? But mm-hmm. um, I forgot to mention that you know what was that one year ago, two years ago? I don't know. We we performed it at. City Hall, you remember that? Uh, For the Lunar New Year Festival. And that was really cool, but it it got me thinking if we can, uh, you know, connect to the Office of Cultural Affairs, Mm -hmm. um, that's a good way to get recognized as part of the city's or DFW, the Metroplex's culture, Mm -hmm. um, as far as as artists. And so I think that's something I want to build towards too, to connect us in that way to the cities who have helped inspire us and host us, um, to, to be more part of, of that official part of the, of the landscape, I think would be really good for us too. Yeah. That's, that's really cool that y'all put it at Lunar Festival. We also did uh, three or four, this was really early on. This was only you, me and Chris. Uh, we did the <laughs> um, the Botanic Gardens and Japanese oh, Gardens in oh, Fort Worth had a, a Chinese Lantern Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, that was I think I've seen twice. From- yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So we really they were like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, it was like a month before the our, the first gig that we did. At, no, 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 no. The Japanese Gardens in Fort Worth. Yeah, up above. We yeah. played a lot of places. <laughs> it sounds like um, it. But, uh. 
And we're like, yeah, sure, we, we would love to do that. Okay, can we can we book you for like every Saturday oh, for the wow. next two months? And I was like, I uh, yes. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so that was a huge deal because that was pretty early on. There's only three of us, um, right? Or was Jay part of the group at that point? I can't remember from the pictures, but uh, that was that was a cool experience. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say about that. <laughs> that's why I have my, my list of questions here <laughs> to keep us on track. Yeah, no, that's um, I I love like that y'all have performed at so many places that and just like different um, places. I guess you never would have thought, like you mentioned. <laughs> that's too cool. So what is, um, I guess, what is one venue or event you'd love to perform at one day, aside from the ones that you've already performed at? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I would actually, okay, actually, yes, I do know. I think the next step um, that I would want to do is, you know, since I live in Fort Worth, is uh, Fort Worth has Mayfest, and then it also has... Um, the art festival with arts goggle oh, right yeah. um, but mayfest has like stage mm-hmm. so i would like to do that um i think that really honestly it's just a matter of us applying to it and i just forget about it until they're like hey mayfest is coming up and i'm yeah. like it's may <laughs> because usually because it's the end of the school year and i'm like oh yeah you're like I have, barely trying oh to man get hanging it, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah arts goggle uh, well and also in the past couple years with covid and everything mm-hmm. that um that sort of threw us for a curveball but it also opened us up to some performances that were outdoors that were yeah. that were like off the beaten path so yeah, I think that helped too really yeah um, what do you want um, we, we've talked about um, at least Sean and I going to percussion events mm-hmm. uh, to present and I know I don't remember which one we had talked about but I know PASIC is a big thing it's a percussion yeah. conference oh, okay. Um, it's a national one um, so that's something I would like to do one day um, and we've kind of talked about building something to, to get there and and see what happens because I think what we'd be bringing is very different um, we're both also creative percussion artists mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a company where every instrument is handmade they're all unique handcrafted pieces of all mostly steel yeah all kinds of different percussion i mean i've i've got gongs clog bells you know (laughs) shakers all kinds of stuff from them cymbals yeah yeah, we've we've got all kinds of instruments from them and so you know we we kind of want to definitely represent the opportunity Mm -hmm. they gave us to represent them Mm -hmm. in a good way to a bigger audience but you know we we want to bring what we do to more people because i think it uh the reputation of percussionists in a lot of ways is like animal, you know, we're just loud and bang on stuff. Well, it's true. That's what everybody thinks, animals. And we just bang on stuff and we're loud and there's so much more depth to it than that. And, and, you know, a lot of what we like to do is, is what isn't always the first thing that comes to mind. So getting the chance to present at PASIC or at other other conferences, mm-hmm. I think would be a really great way to make some new connections, to learn a, a lot more ourselves too. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to to get the word out to even more people, you know, like this is another 
route you can take or something you can incorporate into your style of music and Mm -hmm. that's what I love about percussion is it's so endless Mm -hmm. there's never going to be a day where you've played every single percussion instrument in existence there's always (laughs) going to be another one so you know we're we're part of that we want to bring that variety back out and I think presenting at conferences doing workshops with kids or adults Mm -hmm. um, even like corporate team building events um, is a good way to get even more people uh, to bring the joy of it uh, to different people. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, um, <clears throat> like I said earlier, you know, Tycho is celebration. Um, it's always, it's, you know, while our performances are definitely designed to be as dynamic as possible, you know, a big loud piece followed by something that is, that is more contemplative, more more technical, quieter, Um that's certainly there, but I think overall Tycho is definitely a celebration. And so my, my goal, while we, you know, we're, we're certainly, we want to play more places. We want to play a, a diverse types of places, you know, like just anywhere and everywhere that'll have us. <laughs> not, not because, you know, we're, we're attempting to bankroll this thing, uh-huh. but because, <clears throat> but really like there, we still run into people who are like, I've never seen anything like this. And it's like, to me, I'm just like, I don't know what rock you live under. Um, <laughs> but, like, you know, there, when I got here in Dallas, Fort Worth, you know, I'm from San Antonio. There are no taiko groups there still. As far as I know, there aren't any, right? Um, you know, despite them having, like, their own anime conventions, like, every year now or, like, two times a year. Like, there's no taiko there as far as I, as I know. Like, I mean, I haven't lived there in a little while, but I, I don't see any online. Uh, there are some in Austin. The first one that I saw other than like a big international performance was here in DFW uh, and it's 2022 and there's still only three of us. Um, Mm -hmm. So like there are a lot of corners of DFW that, you know, despite the diverse, you know, backgrounds that people come from, um, you know, all across DFW, there's just people who've never seen it. Mm-hmm. you know and or even seen it on tv which mm-hmm. to me is unfathomable but <laughs> but you know i mean yeah honestly before i met you kind of through lottie mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. had never seen any posts about Tycho or anything so i was just like whoa that's really cool she's in in that because i've never i never even knew that was a thing yeah so it is yeah. different it's very it's niche mm-hmm. you know and if you are not a percussionist mm-hmm. like it really is for the most part like what what is popularly popularly recognized is just drums you know mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i mean you know there's other percussion that goes with it but you know people see the drums and they hear the drums the most and they don't really recognize some of the stuff that's going on in the background mm-hmm. um but if you're not looking for strictly drum or per- percussion for mm-hmm. performance right, right. if that's not coming across your <laughs> yeah. playlist yeah. like yeah you're really not going to know about it and and i remember growing up you know, we got like the big extra special cable package and suddenly there was a channel called Ovation that was like devoted to music and theater. Mm. That was it. It's like, oh my God, where's this been? It's like channel 512 or something, right? You know, <laughs> you know, past all the ESPNs. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, I think for us, um, getting, getting exposure for Tycho mm-hmm. is as much you know, it is, is very, very important, you know, as, as much as us being the ones who get it out there. Uh, I just think 
people need to know. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of joy that that our group or the other groups in DFW can give to people and just make that mark. You know, I mean, it really flips a switch for people who've never seen it before. It's just like, it's unreal. And I think, you know, yeah, we put out an album that's awesome, and please, you know, buy it. Uh, <laughs> you know, or at least listen to it on on you know on. Thank you. Yeah. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Music, all of those places that one can hear streaming music, whatever they are. Um, but, like, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, you can turn that up and break your speakers. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's, okay. yeah, yeah, the sound waves, like physical sound waves yeah. from physical and impact. The visual performance. Yeah. Absolutely. You really missed that. Value. Yeah. yeah. Well rounded sensory yeah. experience that. You know, we're not downplaying the recording music. <laughs> Please don't think you shouldn't go buy it. Um, but, but you that's know, like anywhere, like in an opera or a ballet, yeah. like you really yeah. gotta kind of blend that visual. Yeah, with it. it's it's yeah. performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so y'all are all performers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's really cool. Is um, have any of the members like were there? They ever like shy at any point where you had to kind of get them out of their shell? Shy as a musician or as a person? I guess as a musician. I stand corrected. So I said earlier that we didn't, we, we haven't had anybody who's joined mm-hmm. that, that's left. Mm-hmm. We had somebody join for a very short period of time, uh, and I think it was it was because it was very very forward. Oh, okay. And you had like you know, you had to perform. Mm-hmm. I've never said that. Like I'll totally take people who just want to practice and learn mm-hmm. but like really aren't into performance. That's fine. I mean that's totally gotcha. fine. Yeah, as long as you put the same spirit into the the practice that, that the rest of us do, um, as long as you know you're into it. <laughs> like I don't ex- expect you know a, so you, a team so of 50 people you kind of go into people who join taiko like they go into it knowing like they are going to be performing they are going to be like having to move their bodies in a sense and mm-hmm. really like using their voices if needed that type yeah of thing. absolutely and, and i think i think most people who see the performance come up to and be like yes like i'm ready to do that okay um at least to some degree uh but yeah it's once you get into it, you like really kind of figure out what the physicality and, and everything is, and then realize, oh my god, there's gonna be a ton of people looking at me. <laughs> <clears throat> but for the most part, I think a lot of people are like, I think just really just captured by what we're doing, yeah. and they, and they want to do that too. <laughs> I I don't know that I would say shyness like as as a personality trait plays a huge factor because I'm shy. Mm-hmm. I have a little library voice cuz I'm a librarian. <laughs> and but playing taiko gives you power and so you don't rely on your little library voice or your shy personality. You rely on the power that the drum gives you okay. and the drum speaks for you. Um so I wouldn't say that that really plays a a, a huge role in our music but as a musician, a lot of us have, we all have our learning gaps. Mm-hmm. And so, like me, I get, I always get a little tense when it's time to solo because I'm like, ah, I'm not prepared. <laughs> and then, you know, everything's fine. And sometimes it's great and sometimes oops. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's where I tend to be a little more shy and I need a little more of a push. Mm-hmm. And then you have other members who come and they're learning the physical style of taiko. Mm-hmm. And, so they're a little bit more shy with their movements because they're unsure about it and it's not natural to them yet. So I think, you know, the shyness and performance is all part of the learning curve. Mm-hmm. 
you're not going to be shy in what you're really strong at and you're probably going to avoid what you're not so strong at but um sean doesn't let us get away with that so (laughs) even no i mean he really doesn't and but that right there has been what's made all of us grow you know and that was what i was looking for when i teamed up for him was growth and developing and and you know really honing my skills and i've done that even the things that i'm like really don't want to do motion drills today but you do (laughs) but you do it but it it really does help because if you just shy away from it you're never going to get better and so you know whatever you're bringing in you're still going to have to do it even if you don't do it well because the more you do it the better you're going to get and I'm I've just always been really grateful that he hasn't said okay well this is where you're strong and you stay there Mm. you know it's like okay well yeah that's where you're strong now switch to the Mm -hmm. other part Mm -hmm. because you've got to learn that and you're really great at this so go over there and do that thing that you think you're bad at Mm -hmm. because you need to get better at it and you know we've all grown because of that yeah that's important so nice job Sean I'm trying yeah um what um what's y'all's favorite venue or event you performed at so far and can you share that that full experience how it was can you I I can think of one off the top of my head that stuck out. Yeah. Okay, go for it. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember the occasion, but it was a festival occasion in Grand Prairie. Mm-hmm. Um, which festival was it? Oh, I can't Asia remember. Yes, oh, yes, yeah. at Asia Times okay. Square. Yeah, that's um, opening. Yes. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that, oh yeah. man. When was this? Um, uh, like when they first opened? It was during COVID because oh, we showed okay. up in masks. Towards the end of yeah. Oh, you yeah. mean like when they were like opening back up or yeah? Well, had, I think that I thought they'd been around for a while. They've been around they for have. a while, but they built that the the big Times Square yes. thing there with the, all the clocks, the staging oh. and everything. <laughs> and what yeah. happened was we were all supposed to perform outside, mm-hmm. and it was it's raining, raining. <laughs> like storming, raining, <laughs> and we were like, "Ooh, okay, well, Tycho can't get wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just can't. Yeah. What's gonna happen?" So they assured us there'd be a place to perform inside. And there was. They had set up a stage. And um, I forget who was before us, but there was a, a group before us that was really interesting. And then there was a Hawaiian dance group. There was all kinds of yeah. of different, different really talented groups. performers. But the crowd, I guess because they'd taken everyone who was supposed to be outside and packed them inside. Really, t- mm-hmm. Sorry, COVID regulations. But, um, <laughs> but I think it was after well, we did or show up right in masks, it. so it was something like that. But wow, the energy yeah. <laughs> felt there was insane. Wow. Like it was packed full of people, and we are normally like ear-shattering loud. Mm-hmm. But the crowd oh, was no. almost yeah. just oh, as wow. powerful wow. as wow. we were, and it was so incredible to just feel like people who were so excited mm-hmm. to be there Love and. Yeah, I was like, yes, this, that was, I don't even know if I messed up because it was so fun. <laughs> yeah, it was washed away. Yeah, it was Aww. so fun and so exciting to be part of that. Mm-hmm. And so that that was a really big deal that really stuck in my heart. And then the first time we played after the hiatus with COVID, because, you know, we built this momentum and COVID came and it kind of was like, cancel, cancel, cancel. Yeah. And we even stopped practicing for a little bit because like everybody else, we didn't know if that was safe either. Mm -hmm. Um, So when we started going again, it was really kind of wobbly. Like, well, you know, are we going to be able to perform? What are we Mm going to do? Um, But top 10 records had us out with a no audience 
event um it was us and a couple of other people and they had a cameraman filming mm-hmm. and so this was going to be something that would be streamed live mm-hmm. so even though there was no crowd at all um it was in one of my favorite record shops but it was the first time we played live in a while mm-hmm. and it was just a really weird time. I think we even walked in just feeling like this is just weird. Nobody's here. Um, this is really odd. But mm-hmm. once we got going, it felt so good yeah. to be back. Yeah. That even at the end, I was telling because I think it's hilarious, but we all had parking tickets except for Sean because he was late. So he missed the meter. <laughs> the other three of us, we all got parking tickets. I know, but I. Yeah, but I was like, but it was worth it. I will gladly pay my parking ticket. Mm -hmm. That was worth it. And that was really special to me. Wow. Yeah, I remember why we don't remember the people before that performance at Asia Times Square. Because it was a Polynesian fire dance group. And because they moved everything Mm -hmm. indoors, they were like, bye. Mm. Right, because you can't you, yeah, can't, you can't just light the stage on fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with, yeah. Um, at least okay, I think that's what it was. But mm-hmm. they didn't get to perform, oh. so there was this. We were supposed to play at X time or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they couldn't do it. And they're like, oh well, if y'all are ready, and we're like, I oh. right here, let's go. Yeah, yeah. But that was there were a lot of great performances that night. Yes. A lot of different dance groups and mm-hmm. and just the music was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine like. Um, I think it'd be cool to see like a lion dancing behind mm-hmm. y'all playing. That would be awesome. Or like around, like yeah, that would, that would be cool. What um what like how do y'all pick what venues to perform at? Like do you, um like what's y'all's booking process or you know do y'all just kind of you know reach out to everyone? We we actually get a lot of stuff that just shows up in the email. Oh. Um, now. Now we do. Yeah. I mean, you know, Kenna is our PR person. She's done a lot of footwork. Um, I am absolutely not a PR person. I, um, you can't tell on stage. You can't tell in the classroom. I'm mostly an introvert. Um, I will gladly spend the weekend building stuff in the garage and not speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, once I'm playing taiko and everything, that's totally different. Uh, I feel like but, all artists are like actually introverts you know it's so cool i think like so i guess uh half a year ago or a year ago they came out with that um the concept of like somebody who's who switches between introvert and extrovert mm -hmm. i can't remember what it's called yeah i think i'm more like that especially Mm -hmm. since i've started teaching this is my 16th year like you got to turn it on for the kids yeah exactly and then you have to go i'm out and like (laughs) you know go take a breather for a while right yeah um so yeah i'm definitely like that but um you know, kind of put all this PR footwork in, and, and because of, of um, you know, being an author and being a librarian and, and having these connections, doing film and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like getting to talk to all these people, um, those connections have obviously come very much in handy, mm-hmm. uh, as have the other members as we've grown, mm-hmm. like saying, hey, we should go do this thing. Let me yeah. get in contact with nice, this person. Nice. Yeah, so that's really been a big help. Um, our Instagram presence has doubled doubled in the past year and a half okay okay like doubled in followers or yeah, more posts oh, doubled in followers nice. um and so we're sitting at like 523 people right now nice. which you know is nothing in the grand scheme of things but you know it's 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 cool to have doubled the numbers yeah, yeah absolutely really cool. and so like we've started getting kind of like random things like hey i'm such and such let's do this oh, thing we've got this thing would you be interested in this thing I'm like nice. uh, yeah i'll talk to my group mm-hmm. um so we don't, you know, with with us wanting to kind of 
be able to share Tyco everywhere where you don't look anything in the mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, so like the private thing, private school uh, performance that we did in Midland, like that, I don't even know how I got that. That <laughs> showed up in the email and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but no, they were great. They treated us really well, you know, paid to, for us to drive the four or six hours to get out there. Oh, yeah. Hotel. Paid hotel. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a really good performance too. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Nice. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, well, um, where where can audiences find y'all on? You, know, um, you mentioned that you have an Instagram. So what are can you share your social medias? Yeah, so we're at goisagi.daiko. So uh, at G-O-I-S-A-G-I dot D-A-I-K-O. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, okay. which I have set up to basically just mirror Instagram. Okay. <clears throat> like auto post. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because uh, you can't do it the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I know, it doesn't work. Um, we had YouTube and we had SoundCloud. They're still there, um, but we just kind of post. We need to do a better job of that. So, so like, it's hard managing all of the platforms. Yeah, it is. Um, but also, a lot of the videos that, that we do post are like practice videos. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not gonna put a whole piece of right. you know as we're kind of like, okay, stop. You know, we gotta like start this over. Like, what happened? Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not you know posting a little chunk here and there. That's Instagram's really good for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so YouTube has, I I I. I think it's Goisagi. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, if you go on there, it, there's only a few, like, full-length videos that we had done a couple years ago at Chandra Park. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but then we were on SoundCloud, and SoundCloud got weird. Yeah, and they keep changing stuff. Everybody changes yeah. stuff, so it's like, you know, how do you keep this stuff going? Um, but now that we have a light or our EP, you know, that's mm-hmm. on, you can find, you can type in Goisagi, G-O-I-S-A-G-I, comes mm-hmm. up first, pretty much sure we're the only ones on Spotify, um, yeah. yeah, or you can type in a light, and you'll have to dig through a few things, but we're, yeah, mm-hmm. our album's there. We've, we've <clears> got <throat> it physically at a couple record stores, too, Ooh. I think, last time I was at like Top 10, they had, or the CDs? The CDs, CDs mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, so there's some at Growl Records in oh, Arlington, cool. Forever Young Records and Grand Prairie, and then they were at top ten unless they've sold. I only saw one last time I was there, so I need to check on that. Um, cool. Or the direct email to yeah, if you want to email us to, to, to buy the CD, I'll, I'll gladly put booking. it in the mail. Yeah, What's your email? Uh, but That's... you don't know it. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So it's the same thing. It's. Um, goisagi.daiko at gmail.com so g-o-i-s-a-g-i dot d-a-i-k-o yeah and y'all can email them as well if you you know have any venues that you want them to perform at for sure um what upcoming events do y'all have by the way that we should be aware of see and everything kind of just stopped for (laughs) like (laughs) because y'all took a break though in june right so yeah we were trying to Right. Mm-hmm. And then we played the Nasher. Yeah, then we played the Nasher, even though we were supposed to be on hiatus. Mm-hmm. But that was cool because it got us on to KXT. Oh, cool. Um, took yeah. some photos and did a little, they did a little awesome. write-up on us and KXT from that. Um, and then we just did Anime Dallas. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Eight, that was cool. Yes, but um, we have one coming up. Which festival is it? 
don't know if it's a real uh, well you can follow them on social media yeah and then we're we're supposed to play Benihana when they open oh Um, that's cool right but the the date's still TBD so Mm -hmm. keep an eye slash ear out Mm -hmm. for that but we will be doing something with them and then Anime Dallas too might and Anime Dallas yes yes yeah that's still like really really cool especially like Athas and um, Benihana, like that's really mm-hmm. cool. Like y'all really are spreading, mm-hmm. you know, just out there in different venues. Um, before we wrap up, is, are, is there anything else y'all want to share with the audience that you know y'all find interesting or that we find interesting? <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Oh, so she passes it back Uh-oh. to me. Um. <laughs> um. Well, we yeah we we practice it. Just about every single Sunday in Trinity Park in oh, Fort Worth okay. uh, at I-30 and University. Nice. If you don't immediately see us, just listen between 9 and 11 uh, in the morning and you will hear us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually perform, oh sorry, we actually practice uh, usually in the grass across from the old entrance to the Japanese gardens. Um, so really pretty much right there at University and 30 on the north side. Um but yeah, if you just want to come check it out, anybody can come talk to us. I mean, we we talk to people every Sunday that we're out there. Mm-hmm. There's a ton of runners and bikers oh, and people, yeah. you know, pushing their strollers and their kids. And people just come up and ask us yeah. a few questions. We get tips sometimes. <laughs> that is obviously not necessary. <laughs> yeah, uh, cool, yeah <laughs> but like, when that <laughs> yeah, it's really, yeah. People are like, oh, do you have music? I'm like, well, actually, yes. Yeah, yeah yes, we do. Yeah, you should bring your CDs out. Yeah, yeah. And but uh, but if anybody's interested in in you know checking it out or, or they want to they didn't know that's a taiko group in the area mm-hmm. if they have experience or they're just percussionists and they're interested in checking it out by all means you know give a visit yeah. we were very open um friendly to anybody and and everybody mm-hmm. any background gender whole nine yards so, yeah. yeah what about you oh <laughs> back to me um yeah i guess you know, of course, listen to our music, support, you got to support artists, right? Mm-hmm. And in, in doing that, of course, we want to support other artists too. So um, if anyone's looking for collaborative opportunities, uh, a lot of the tickets that we've been on that I've really enjoyed have been ones where it wasn't all similar music. Mm-hmm. Um, it was music from all over the place and <clears throat> especially South by, yeah, at the, at the whole time. Oh, speaking of Lottie, uh, at local Palooza. So, you know, it was, everybody was so different um, that I really kind of like to do something like that again. So if somebody's putting together a collaborative show um, that's multi-genre, you know, multi-taste, uh, I think we'd definitely be down for that if somebody needs some really cool looking taiko players in the back of their music video or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 or, you know, if somebody just needs a really good conversation mm-hmm. with a very multifaceted group mm-hmm. of a whole lot of really different, interesting people, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, feel free to just reach out. Um, we're always open to getting to know new people. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you all so much, you know, for everything. I've learned so much. Like, I had, again, no idea anything about Tycho. I've only just seen your posts. And so I'm now super excited to see y'all live the next time y'all perform. So definitely keep us updated on your your Instagram, on your Facebooks and everything. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much again. And, um, you know, everyone that's out there listening, please go follow Goisagi and their work. They have their EP, A Light, on all streaming platforms. 
and follow their social media on um, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and be sure to like, rate, and subscribe to Tape This, and stay tuned for the next episode, y'all. We have Tatenda in September, so check that out. And as always, stay safe and spread love and light anywhere you can. Bye.